At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour three here on the nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Sean is uh, sweating out. I don't know if it, he's watching the Mariners and the A's. He has uh, hit the over there. Uh, which is amazing. On one ticket. Top of the seventh, it was 2-0. Bottom of the seventh, it was 7-0. Now it's 7-2. I had over eight and a half. Beautiful. There we go. But I also had the Mariners to win, so I'm not quite out of the woods yet. Right, we'll keep it. We'll keep our eye on that. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays-White Sox game is just never ending. Top of the 11th, Blue Jays have regained the lead there. Bunch of terrible six, relievers on six both six teams. Five. Well, there's nothing terrible about our next guests. We love them. Patrick Everson. Everyone in Vegas knows who Mr. Everson is. The man around town, and uh, he joins us right now to give us the latest on uh, on a lot of markets that have been moving. Let's start with uh, the Stanley Cup, though. Patrick, um, where are the books sitting with this series? Is there a rooting interest from the different books that you've talked to, whether it's Avs or Lightning right now? Yeah, first off, thanks to you and uh, the real Sean King for having me on tonight. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, and, and yes, there is, Tim, and it varies for really for months now, well beyond weeks, for months now, uh, Bet MGM has been uh, has has needed the Avalanche to lose, <laughs> and they just can't get the Avalanche to lose. What I have found fascinating about that all along, and perhaps you and your and your listeners and viewers do as well, uh, find it interesting as well, is that the Avs were at such a short price all season long, but for whatever reason, Bet MGM just took money and tickets hand over fist on the Avalanche, and. You know, they were in, you know, kind of a, uh, the Avalanche was, was a, has been pretty much their worst outcome the entire playoffs. And in the conference finals, it was, the Rangers were the number two liability to win the Stanley Cup. So they could have potentially had a situation where it's Avalanche Rangers, which would have been a total lose lose proposition for Bet MGM. So they're at least happy that Tampa Bay is involved. They would have much preferred Edmonton, but. They're happy to have Tampa Bay in the mix, and I'm sure happy to have Tampa Bay climb back into the series last night. Now, earlier this evening, I talked or went back and forth with uh, with Winbet, with one of their traders over there, John Manica, who gave me a little bit of an update. A little bit different story. He said, we are in a tremendous spot. We win to the Avs and the Lightning. 
we were all big Rangers faders. So WinBet had something in common with BetMGM there with the Rangers being an issue. He said we were big Rangers faders in the room during the conference finals because we would have lost a significant amount to them in the future pools. The Rangers were our last major liability. So he said, really, there's no reason to lean too far to either side for us. They're not trying to necessarily entice Colorado money or Tampa Bay money at this point. Um, they're in a good spot with uh, with either side getting, you know, lifting the cup. You know, it's interesting, you know, especially pre-All-Star break, I was kind of waiting for the Avs to drop slightly. They weren't playing great to begin the season, but they never moved. I mean, from from start to finish, they were the prohibitive favorite in the futures markets to win this Stanley Cup, which was kind of surprising considering considering their recent history of of not living up to their full potential. You know, having said that, I'm surprised that there aren't is it more liability on Tampa, especially when Tampa took that downswing after the All-Star break. You're going to kind of see they were kind of coasting, you know, through the rest of the regular season, and their odds jumped up. I think I got them at a 13-1 to to uh, <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. So it's kind of surprising where all of the liability lies. Oh, I don't disagree with you there, but it's just it's it's kind of a product of, you know, the Avalanche were the, were the at least for, for some books, apparently, like I said, the WinBet, WinBet is in a better position than the Avs, but at least at BetMGM and perhaps others, the Avs were the favorite throughout and kind of, and in some cases, kind of the very trendy play. And I think just with, with some of these other teams and, and some of these stars, you know, guy, you know guys like Connor McDavid and so forth, the Lightning just kind of flew, believe it or not, as much as a two-time Stanley Cup champion can fly under the radar, a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion has flown under the radar. Because, like I said, they're a good outcome for multiple sports books. And I agree with you, Sean. It's, it's, it's interesting. How is a two-time defending Stanley Cup champ, you know, under the, a quasi-under-the-radar team? But, uh, but that's what they were, and that's who the books would like to see go on. Talking to our good friend Patrick Everson. Follow him on Twitter, at Patrick E underscore Vegas. Uh, a great follow on Twitter if you want, uh, want insights on you know, market movements. And, and one market that's just been, has been wacky is the NBA draft. And now we've talked about it here in Vegas. We don't really have a ton of opportunities, but you know, DraftKings and, and other uh, folks out there across the country have a lot of offerings. But I, I do want to focus on that number one pick market because, man, that thing has been moving uh, like crazy. It's been moving tonight uh, where you know it got as low as minus 135 or so on Jabari Smith, now back up to minus 250. Uh, talking to, to folks from behind the counter, what has been that NBA draft market movement i mean it's it's got to be almost near impossible to keep tabs on, on all of this uh shifting yeah you got to be careful with this one and, and in ways and i've talked to a couple of odds makers about this um even at books that really have a limit you mentioned you know DraftKings and others are probably going to have a pretty role probably have a pretty robust market on the nba draft but um the superbook is just i think the only thing the superbook has on the board is just the number one overall yeah. pick but it's a sharp market in that, and, and, and in that sense, it very much reflects the NFL draft, which is something that oddsmakers publicly say, we hate booking this. <laughs> they probably don't really like booking the NBA draft much better. But I was going back and forth with Casey Degnan. He's a risk supervisor over at the Superbook. Uh, talked to him earlier this evening. And this, this movement back and forth on, uh, you know, this large movement, not back and forth, but really this big upward surge of Banchero of late. Is is really the most interesting element? The fact that you know that he is now sitting as the basically plus I believe plus two fifty second choice at 
Superbook behind Jabari Smith, who, as you mentioned, he's in that 250 range. He's actually minus 240 at the Superbook. And then you got uh, Chet Holmgren at plus 425. And then then everybody else is like miles and miles behind after that. But what what Casey said is, you know, what they've seen is Banchero opened 16 to 1. He said there was heavy movement on those odds yesterday, to your point, Tim, about this, you know, some crazy movement and action coming in. He said that, you know, the heavy movement, he said that paired with they had a respected better come in and place a wager on him, ultimately had him, had him go down to as low as plus 230. And again, right now, he's just slightly above that at plus 250. But uh, he said, uh, Casey said, it seems like respected players definitely drove that market down based on how fast it dropped and now where it's settled. And again, to the point about the NFL draft, he said it's, it's very similar to that. You have to really monitor the bets closely and really keep an eye on your, uh, uh, on your competitors as well. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's definitely a sharper, a sharper market. And as far as, you know, overall what they want to see, he said basically it's those three guys that I mentioned. You got Jabari Smith, you got Holmgren, you got, uh, um, you got uh, Banchero. And he said Smith has the most tickets, but he is also our best result. Hmm. The most money has been wagered on Banchero, as you might have surmised by that big odds movement. And he said he thinks that's because of the market falling and betters not wanting to miss out. So betters are chasing Banchero, basically. Patrick, I don't know if you have the insight on this. You know, Tonight we saw uh, ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, he had his mock draft on, on ESPN. And you could just watch the market move with those picks. Uh, you know, you see different respected mock drafters out there move the market a little bit. You see that in the NFL, too. From from the folks that you talk to, how much of the, the odds for drafts are driven by money, and how much are they driven by information from insiders? That's a really good question, um, and I certainly don't want to dodge it. I think it's probably a combination of both, but I think it's, to me, you know, just seeing how the NFL market has evolved, the NFL draft market has evolved, and kind of comparing it, it's, it's, it's a bit of it's, it's, it's apples to apples to some degree. I think it's probably a situation where it's information, but that information leads to that money. Like, you know, like what happened with Banchero yesterday, and all of a sudden he's, you know, he was sixteen to one, and now he's the second choice, and at, at significantly shorter odds. So, I think it's probably a combination of the two, and I think it's, it's, and that's the thing. It's what you know. It's what several oddsmakers told me about the NFL draft, and it's kind of the same thing here. It's so difficult behind the counter to do this because it's not something that leaves anything really to chance. It's right. not going to be decided out on the field. It's all about information, really. So it's very much information driven, and 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 hopefully having a you know a keen eye on your on on when your bets are coming in and who those bets are coming from because that's gonna that's certainly gonna help you sharpen your number and know where you need to be. That's, that's why I tell people draft is, is, yeah. is, is the most fun thing to bet. Now, I haven't had a great feel on the NBA draft like the NFL draft. Not as many opportunities uh, to bet as we're talking right. about. And I feel like I should have an end being from that area. Like, I should be able to pick up the phone and, like, Orlando? Yeah. Just tell me, is it Jabari? <laughs> and if you say no, then I can go and I can make some money. <laughs> the other two. Blink, blink once if you're being held hostage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just give you a little something. Don't say anything if it's Jabari Smith. Um, hey, Patrick, before we let you run, uh, it, it almost seems near impossible to, to, to put a proper number on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we got a minute. What's your latest information from behind the counter on what books are doing with the Browns right now? Okay, so as quickly as possible. Obviously, a few markets, and this is from the Superbook, but I'm sure other books are following suit. A few markets have come down 
while this whole Deshaun Watson situation settles itself out. Um, and apparently it made a big move toward that today. But their win total's been off for a while. It was at 9.5 over minus 150. It stayed at 9.5, but the over did dip to minus 130. And Casey Degnan said that was, you know, one-way traffic on the under. And by the time, you know, by the time they took it off the board. Um, he said the Browns, yes, no, on the playoffs and the look-ahead lines for weeks 2 through 18, also off the board while they wait to see what happens. Um, but overall, he said the way betters are responding, he said uh, – you know, before the wins came off the board, the betters were all over the Browns under nine and a half. Futures markets, they are the least bet team in terms of tickets and money to win the division. The conference and Super Bowl haven't seen much action either. And they actually were the favorite to win the division when these odds initially came out on the AFC North. I think they are the third out of four choices now. No one covers sports gambling better than our friend Patrick Great Everson stuff, Patrick. At Patrick E underscore Vegas on Twitter. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Has the White Sox game ended yet? <laughs> no. And it's not ending anytime soon. I think we're in the top of the 12th now. To the 12th we go. Yeah. Tied at six. Just teams exchanging runs. In at the- some point, they just got to put the ghost runner on third. Because <laughs> both innings, of they're, they're bunting to get him over. And it just, it's ridiculous. Poor, poor Scott Seidenberg. Yeah, I know. He's... You just- can you just put him out of his misery? Is he in tonight? Is the look ahead? Is he is he hosting the look ahead tonight? Uh, I don't know if to uh, get the thumbs up or not, but whatever. I hope he's left home already. I, you know, honestly, I hope that he is in tonight because, like, well, he wouldn't be in bed at nine fifteen. But still, I mean, he's he's be sweating this this bad boy out. So six to six uh, in the uh, in the twelfth, as in the tenth and eleventh, both teams scored one run. Bases were loaded in the bottom of the tenth for the White Sox. Yep. Tie game. Yep. Inning inning double play. White Sox kind of night, and the Royals are Royalsing. 
They were up, I think, 7-2. By the way, Shohei Otani, if you haven't seen the home run, he's he's overrated. Holy moly. That thing was hit to uh, whatever whatever planet you want to say, but it was absolutely uh, crushed. He's overrated as a hitter. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He's no Ichiro. Ichiro's pretty badass, man. Um. So you just walked outside. There were some. Uh, yeah, we had some fans from Canada. They were from Alberta. And so we started talking about how great it was for the region to get the Oilers versus the Flames. And he wanted to talk about my stand in Hamilton. And uh, yeah, it was great. I want to talk about your stint in Hamilton. It was great. Yeah, I just, you know, here's what happened in, in Hamilton. So what year was it? Uh, 2005? Maybe. Did you play a game for them? No. No, I think I played one preseason game, and that was it. So they brought you up there. Yeah. Hot shot from the States. Yeah. Former starting quarterback. Man had an 85 rating in Madden in 2000. You know, they probably, you were on billboards in Hamilton. I mean, they brought Sean. I don't know that Hamilton has billboards. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can you stop dead? You have already demeaned one American city. Now you're gonna, you know, bring down. I mean, I don't know where Portland, Maine is. If I go to my neighborhood, there's nobody in my neighborhood that knows where Portland, Maine is. That's not demeaning it. That's saying we weren't exposed to places like Portland, Maine, growing up. So you go to Hamilton. So they tricked me. They brought me over on like uh, the CFL great start for version them. of an official visit. Okay. They fly me into Toronto, magnificent city. We stay in Mississauga. I mean, hotels right, you know, adjacent to this marina. The sun's out. You know, ladies are everywhere. I got the penthouse suite. You know, I'm like, I can get down with this. You know, so I never actually go to Hamilton. <laughs> you see the facilities? No. Like, for what? I mean, facilities are facilities. But this plays into it. So then we finally, I go back home, whatever. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Then I go back to Hamilton for the beginning of, you know, preparation for the season. The weight room's in the bottom of the stadium. Stadium had to be built late 70s, so it's not like it was one of these state-of-the-art joints. The city's very similar to Pittsburgh. There are some great people in Hamilton. At the time, you know, I was a single man. You know, it just wasn't what I was trying to do at the time. Which wasn't my groove. This, you know, kind of is what it is, you know. Different strokes for different folks. Found an article. Five's a crowd as Tiger Cats sign another quarterback. May 30th, 2007. I didn't know how many quarterbacks they had. That never came up. Former NFL quarterback Sean King is expected to be unveiled as a member of the Hamilton Ooh, Tiger Cats. Unveiled. At a media conference this morning. Ooh. Did you have a press conference? Uh, I don't remember. Hold up the jersey? Yeah, I don't remember going to that. Squeezing into an already crowded depth chart that should erupt into a full-blown positional battle when <laughs> training camp opens this weekend. So I wasn't there, so no. <laughs> Hamilton now has five quarterbacks under contract, including... Timmy incum- Chang was there. Incumbent starter. Do you know who the incumbent starter he was? He had played for Edmonton. I forget his name. Jason Moss? Yeah, yeah. He had played for Edmonton. But I think they traded him. Like, again, I wasn't there long enough to really – I don't even know who the starter was game one. I mean, 
Once I get left on, once I got on that, and then they didn't fly me back out of Toronto. They flew me out of Buffalo. <laughs> you quit on them, man. I I chose other things. I didn't quit. Just chose other things. King, who turned thirty yesterday, it was the day after your birthday. Yeah, I was still hair and abs, King too. Has seven seasons of NFL experience, but has not thrown a meaningful pass in three years. Ouch. See, that's I don't know how my ouch. So, but that correlates to the Madden rating. I don't know how it fluctuated so much when I wasn't really playing. There's the Madden ratings, by the way. Uh, right. So, right, 72, 68, 72, 75, 70. Like, how did it change? Like, it should have just stayed at 78, 79. You got better. You got better from uh, from 03 to Right, 04. and didn't play. I should have tried that again. <laughs> Do you know that Hamilton was uh, in last place in the you, you signed with a 4-14 four team. Well, So the way the CFL uh, works is teams there have your rights. Mm. So, so you like they have their own draft. It's almost like the NFL, NBA draft. Like they draft guys and stash them. So, so if you, they ever decide to become CFL. So you'd been drafted by Hamilton? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, they had my rights. I didn't choose Hamilton. Hamilton chose me. You, you were hoping for some Argo. Actually. I was trying to get to Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. BC Lions. Uh huh. Because I, you know, I right was... down, By the way, Vancouver. Mm, what a beautiful city. Yeah. That, that stadium right downtown. Yeah. Man. You know, I was trying to get on that West Coast. Well, you should have. You should have requested a trade. That Hamilton give they me. They wouldn't. Out. Well, they got you. They had five quarterbacks on the roster. At five didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember how that played out. Well, they had just fired. Uh, I think head, Charlie head Taft was the head coach. Yeah, they had fired Greg Marshall. Your your uh, memory is very good. Yeah. They, I think they had a new owner, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think the, a new owner had taken over, and that's when the whole coaching changed. That happened before I got there, but it was right before I got there. Timmy Chang, you were right. Timmy Chang was yeah. on that roster. Yeah, and then there was another kid there, last name Williams. He played at App State. Richie Williams? Yeah, Richie Williams. Look yeah, that's you. my guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. King has been on the team's radar for quite some time, even though he is – man, this is – even though he has not held a position of prominence in the NFL for better part of a decade, King started 16 games uh, during 2000 when he was an 85 in Madden. I threw that in there. Uh, and then they, so you went to Vegas first? Yes. Before your stint in the right. CFL. And the same thing happened when I came here to Vegas. So this is why when I got the call from my agent about, because I came to Vegas, I think I played two games with the Gladiators. And again, I was like, yeah, arena football is not going to be my Where thing. did they play those games? They were at the New Orleans. Oh. Yeah. So, I I was loving the city of Vegas, but just you know, no offense to the Arena League, but it just wasn't first class, you know. And I just I'm the kind of person like if I'm gonna do something, like I gotta be like into it like all the way, or otherwise I just want to do it. And so I did love being on the West Coast. And so when Eugene Parker, God bless him, God rest his soul, called and was like, "Well, Hamilton's been bugging me." What do you think? I was like, well, can we get to Vancouver? I mean, can we get somewhere on the West Coast? Because I kind of like this West Coast thing. And so that's when I, he told me about who the team having your rights and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you think you're the reason that the Las Vegas Gladiators moved from Vegas to Cleveland? Pretty much. When you left? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, you know, I'm reading right now. They, they, went, they left Thomas and Mack. Go to the Orleans. They probably, you know, they. Hey, 
I had a sweet you were probably, deal. You were probably on the billboards I, I, I here. I had a sweet deal, man. You know, shout out to Mr. Finley <laughs> and Finley Toyota. You know, we had a car situation. We had a housing situation. It was, I was loving it. It just was the league, you know. Were you firing the, and parlays then, too? Nah, not yet. Not yet, because I went completely out of it, and I was trying to get back in to the NFL, so I wasn't going to put anything on my, on my ledger that could go against me. You throw like 37 touchdowns in a game? I broke like the single game touchdown pass record like in like the first game, Did I think. Really? Yeah, the same, for real. First and second game, I only played like two games, I think. I think well, I played one home game and one road game. In the road game, I broke the single game touchdown record. We should, we should call up the Ticats front off. It's been 15 years. You think they still hold a grudge? Think they're still mad at you? I don't think they were ever mad at me. Left after a week there. Yeah, but it happens. Former Hamilton Tiger Cat. Sean King. That's what I want to introduce me as now. Former, now. former Las Vegas Gladiator. Yeah, we gotta Sean start King. betting some uh, CFL. <laughs> well, get Eric Eager back on. He's <laughs> he's all about the CFL. It's the nightcap here on Beast. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. This game will never end. White Sox and Blue Jays, 6-6 six to six in the bottom of the 12th. The White Sox did their job. They held them no runs in the top of the 12th. I actually hope that it, it, it goes to the 13th. Be good content for, uh, for a look ahead. For Scott yeah. sweating this out in anger. Um, I mean, these are the ones that, 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 I mean, they're hard to get over. When, you, when you've... The, the Braves did me like this earlier in the year with the Marlins. And it's just like, you know, when you have these games and you're, you're down to one out, nobody on, the reliever always walks somebody. It's, just, it's amazing how it seems to happen. Um, we don't talk a ton of WNBA on the show. Uh, by the way, Danielle Alvari, our colleague, host of the LA CityCast, mm-hmm. uh, big WNBA better. She had the... Chicago Sky tonight, catching eight against the Aces. Biggest comeback in WNBA history tonight here in Las Vegas. By the Aces? The Sky came from 28 down to beat the Aces. Yeah, the Aces have been struggling lately. Good, uh, I saw somebody, I forget where it was, they liked the Aces first half, well, minus think, four and a half. I think that hit because yeah. they were up by a gajillion. So, uh, but a uh, good hit there from... Uh, from our colleague, as the Chicago Sky were down forty-one to eighteen after the first quarter. All right, um, maybe this game will end. By the way, what's uh, update the people on your? Uh, we have bases loaded, two outs. Uh, we just gonna we're gonna get a couple more runs in just in case. Uh, why he wouldn't send him from third? I have no idea. I mean, the amount of outfielders in the major league that can actually throw the ball accurately from mid to deep outfield to home plate is very, very few. Like, I don't know why the third base coach stopped him. I mean, it's eight to two, top of the ninth. I mean, send him home. I mean, he gets thrown out. Who cares? It's fascinated by this White Sox game. All right, while we wait on that one, uh, Mm -hmm. we saw today that there was a – 
a DraftKings little uh, little special. Actually, this is a FanDuel special. Steelers starting quarterback week one. Trubisky. Trubisky minus 172. Penny yeah. Pickett plus 134. And Mason Rudolph is 25. This is Trubisky's job. So just plugging it in real quick. So minus 174. I don't think Mason Rudolph is on the opening day roster of the Steelers. I would not disagree with that. Um because we got to get my guy Oladokun on the roster. Maybe practice squad. Nah, I want him on the full. It's a little slight difference in the paychecks. Drafted. Yeah. Um, so minus 172 is an implied probability of 63.5%. I would be pretty surprised if Mitch Trubisky isn't the week one starter. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Barring injury, I'd be shocked. But... I'll say this as the caveat. I would need juicier odds to bet Kenny Pickett here. Yeah. But they drafted him 20th overall. And it's not like Mitch Trubisky is Ben Roethlisberger, who's been there forever, right? Mitch right. Trubisky comes in, cheap deal. Um, at some point, don't you think Kenny Pickett's starting this year for the Steelers? Mm, depends on Mitchell Trubisky. What's your belief in Mitchell Trubisky? Remember, I've said. I know. You're high on Trubisky. I've said. You were one of the three. I'm high on Trubisky's situation. A lot of times when you have these high draft picks that, in my opinion, I don't view Trubisky's performance while the quarterback of the Bears as a bust. I view the fact that he couldn't live up to the expectations of who he was drafted in front of is what created a lot of that negative energy with him in Chicago because they made the playoffs under Trubisky. You know, he had some good seasons and I just think when a guy leaves and goes and backs up a prominent player like Josh Allen, the next opportunity, if it comes and he gets to be another starting quarterback, you generally get the best version of that particular player. So that's where I stand as far as the Mitchell Trubisky Pittsburgh, whatever the best version of him is, you're going to get that. Now in Pittsburgh. We interrupt this Pittsburgh Steelers Did they turn the lights out? The Chicago White Sox. Oh, my God. Have won. I had to look behind me, make sure like it wasn't like a, a, a sports book thing. They have beaten the Blue Jays 7-6 to six in 12 innings. It is finally over, Sean. It's a good day for the dogs in baseball. It is finally over. The Chicago White Sox have defeated the Blue Jays in a never-ending battle uh, between those two teams, and uh, our poor friend uh, Scott Seidenberg did not did not bring it home. Yeah, home dog with Dylan Cease on the mound. Yeah, you think uh, the Nationals won his dogs? The Rays, Giants, Guardians, you know, some dogs getting it done tonight. Right now, uh, the White Sox just came in. The Angels are leading eight to seven. Diamondbacks are tied two to two. Hopefully, we can get a quick one, two, three inning here and. Uh, the Seattle-Oakland game. I mean, the good thing going for, for Mitch Trubisky is that he's got a top three wide receiver in, in Chase Claypool. See that? Yeah. Is that what Chase said? <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm a Chase Claypool believer. My guy from Notre Dame. Woo, buddy. But to me, so I think that's what's wrong with some of these younger players is they think talent equals accolades. Production gets you accolades, not talent. 
And I think it's a societal thing. Like, we have it so backwards. Like, a guy will come in and flash talent and people, oh, yeah, he was top ten. You know, in front of guys that have done, you know, six years of a 1,000 yards receiving in their seven years. You know what I mean? Like, you, it takes time to get to some of these elevated levels, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's out of control in a lot of and a lot of these, you know, whether it be if Jason Tatum wins a title, is he top five in the NBA? No. Oh. And I think what this really, this NBA Finals really exposed to Tatum is where he needs to work on some things, and he's got to get a better handle. Oh, yeah. But I also don't think, you know, that that's the thing, too, is we switching it to basketball, though, real quickly. This is what we do all the time, right? The Celtics were in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and then they lose the last three games. Right. And now, oh, they suck. I yeah. definitely haven't said they suck. No, no, no. I'm not yeah. saying you do, but it's just it's just yeah. overreaction that we do so much. And sometimes it's beneficial to the betting markets Actually, where, where we try to be as even keel as possible and say, well, now people are are slighting a team, overlooking a team, and that's where you get the opportunity to bet, you know, Bet a team to to bounce back. I actually was disgusted that our vacation ended up falling. I know, right? Because I was going to be in full peacock mode. Because everything I said pre-flop in this series ended up being true. Well, that Draymond Green would take it over in games five and six? No, no. He didn't take over anything. He just played like a, a competent NBA starter, which is all I was asking. But I said Boston had major ball handling issues. Mm-hmm. They do. To the point where I was like, if I was Kurt, I might pick these guys up full court. Like, all of their turnovers, that's where they originate. They don't have competent ball handling. They have talent. They have skill. They have length. But they don't have guys that are comfortable handing the ball under duress. And it's a huge issue. I said I didn't think their defense would be nearly as successful against a team like the Warriors because I think they have multiple guys that can get to the rim. And they started to break Boston's defense down. A lot because Andrew Wiggins played extremely well. Andrew Wiggins was tremendous yeah. uh, in this series. There, there's no doubt. He I mean, was, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Really good, and he's going to get paid. Yes, he is. It's going to be fascinating. So, you know, just looking at next year already, and we hit on a little bit yesterday, but Gary Payton the second, mm-hmm. he's going to want to get paid. And the Warriors are a team that don't shy away from paying their players. They are deep in the luxury tax, but they're going to have to pay Steph, Clay, Wiggins, all these guys' contract, Draymond's contract, and then what do you do with Jordan Poole? You can't let him walk. So it's it's very interesting when you look at this Warriors team as the co-favorite to win the NBA championship next year. What could James Wiseman bring you back from a trade asset nothing. standpoint? I mean, not nothing, but his his stock is as low as possible. And why... Here's the thing. I wouldn't trade James Wiseman because I don't think you're getting much. You're not getting cap. Well, I was thinking he would go for a lottery pick, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's not true, I don't, I don't know so. that market. So if that's not true, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT would be better. I don't think he would go for a lottery pick, even yeah. though he was second. He has, he's just been out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think tomorrow, though, or sorry, Thursday, from all the talks and the chatter, there's going to be some movement, there's going to be some trades. Yeah. That teams are trying to get, you know, some impact type of players. And by the way, there's reports out there today that Bradley Beal is going to opt out and uh, become an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, that'd be tre- that'd be tremendous. That'd be huge. We can go somewhere we actually get to see him play games that matter. Yeah. And then he went on Twitter and said, "Wait, what?" Oh. <laughs> 
Uno. Inglewood, what? Padres and Diamondbacks tied up at two apiece. Thought some NBA draft. Wrap things up. Stanley Cup tomorrow, too. This is the Nightcap on... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burt's daily MLB best bet, plus plenty of NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, NASCAR, UFC. If you want that full VEASAN experience, which, once again, features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream. Whenever you want, it costs only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, beeson.com slash summer. Alongside Hamilton Tiger Cat great. Yeah! Las Vegas Gladiator great, Sean King. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You know we uh, they actually did pretty good when they went to uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I think they won. I actually, titles. I was yeah, I was at ESPN, and me and Marcellus Wiley were doing the arena football coverage. Really? Yeah, and uh, I ended up having to call one of their games. Is it awkward? No, not at all. <laughs> they won the arena. Hold on. They never won a championship. They won a conference title though in 2014, Sean. Yeah, there you go. Your yeah. latest uh, insight on the gladiators. Uh, I hate arena football folded. I mean, it's kind of back, but it's not like it's not called arena football. It's like was, indoor football. Or there something. was a moment in I don't know what year, maybe when you were playing. I don't know when it was. It was hot. Yeah, Predators. Yeah, Tampa Bay Storm. And they were really good. Didn't your guy uh, Jay Gruden? Double. That was he, the Orlando Predators. Yeah. Didn't he play he for the Predators and, and coach. coach you guys? Yep. yep. Uh huh. <laughs> He's like a arena football league legend. Yeah, Jay's my guy. We need to get Jay on the show. Yeah. Get Jay on the show. Get that double dip. You He's know, a, get uh, get vested as an NFL coach at the same time while you you're playing arena football. That's pretty neat, pretty dope. You can get it. I wonder what Jay will do. I know Jay was. By the way, the Royals just hit a two run shot. 
But you're you're good, right? You're did the A's win? No, the, the Mariners, Mariners won. won. Oh yeah, we're good. Oh, okay, we're good. We're in the building. Yes, right. we're in the building. Well, I hope for uh for our good friend Derek Stevens in this wonderful property circus sake. Get a little walk off here in the uh, bottom of the ninth with that circus sports in the background. Be a nice little uh I took the club. Diamondbacks last night and they laid down. So you know, I'm rooting against them from here on out. When, right. I, when I back you and you make me lose a bet, then. Red tape? No, 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 no. It's baseball. 162 games. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's bang around a little bit. Let's uh, take a look tomorrow night. Game four of the Stanley Cup final right now at DraftKings. Minus 110 both ways. Has not moved off that number. We have seen some movement. At Circa, where it opened minus 110 Colorado, even money for Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa went to minus 106 early this morning, a slight favorite, then minus 109, back to minus 106. Now Colorado has returned as the favorite. We had Greg Wyshynski on earlier tonight. He is on Tampa Bay, thinks he evens this thing up. I know you agree, but your analysis on what to expect tomorrow night. I think Tampa's going to try and build upon their momentum that they got in game three. I think um, they see now that the way to get to the abs is to be very aggressive and get shots on goal versus Darcy Kumper. And, you know, you're going to have success when that happens. I think you have to balance it with being defensively sound. And I think Tampa's issues in game one and two were a lot of times self-inflicted. I thought they played a little hesitantly. I thought they were very... Uh, unsure about how to distribute the puck. Like you saw a lot of unforced errors. Like a lot of guys seemed like they were panicking. You didn't see that in game three. And, you know, hopefully this is just like the Rangers series and they've gotten comfortable, they've gotten confident, and they're about to, you know, go on this little stretch and three-peat. I mean, this would be a heck of a Stanley Cup to win. Falling down in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals 0-2, I know you're the road team, and like you say, a series don't start to yeah. a home team loses. But still, you know, what, what a stretch. What a way to, to put a ribbon on a tremendous three-year run if they could get this done. But, again, don't forget the Avs did score a goal that was taken away to start the game. Then they came back and scored another goal. The Avs were winning 1-0, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, Tampa found a way to get two goals and finally get a lead. But this game could have very easily been 2-0 Colorado. So I'm not peacocking just yet. But I, I do feel still confident that the Lightning will find a way to get this done. Greg also thought the way he would roll would be over in the first period. You can get that minus one thirty to the over, plus one ten to the under. Do you think we see two goals in the first period? I do. I do. I think Colorado forces you to play a frenetic, fast pace in the first quarter because they're so fresh. And they skate with so much juice. Like, their speed of play is better than anybody that I've seen them compete against. And, you know, a lot of times that results in them getting the goal not just in the first period, but early in the first period. And, you know, now all you're needing after that is, you know, either Colorado to get another one or Tampa to answer. So, so yeah, I I was surprised that they kept the number at one and a half. I, I thought for sure that first period total would rise to two. Right now, minus 130 at DraftKings, minus 140 to the over. So we have game four tomorrow night. That will be a puck drop, 815 Eastern, 515 Pacific. So uh, certainly when we hit the airwaves, it'll be right around the start of the third period. So we will see 
uh, where it is. I'll roll with the Lightning. I roll with them in Game 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not play the under like I did in Game 3, unless I'm convinced otherwise. Uh, but, yeah, I'll roll with the Lightning. Uh, I'll lay the dollar $0.02 uh, here uh, with the Lightning to, uh, to even this series up and send it back to Denver tied up at two games apiece. NBA draft coming up on Thursday night, Sean. Uh, tomorrow, I do want to jump into. I think you know we've we've been looking for different opportunities to to bet the NBA draft. We had Jim Root on with some interesting insight and some bets that he's made. The market is is continuing to move like crazy. Uh, I do feel like and and shouts to to Aaron uh, for getting a good number. I think if you could have got anywhere under a dollar fifty, dollar sixty, Jabari Smith probably was worth a play. It has now returned to minus 250. So we updated these odds, if you're watching with us on VEASAN.com, before the show. During the show, it went to minus 250 uh, on Jabari Smith. So you saw the steam on Palo. Now it's back on Jabari Smith. Ultimately, I think it's Jabari Smith, but I'm not willing to lay a dollar two fifty. I'm thinking about dropping something on Palo. Do they have it here at uh, Circa? Yeah. There are some spots in town, though. Yeah, if they had it here, I, I might, might might drop a little something on Paulo if okay. they had it here. But well, I mean, I would say just because I'm a Duke thing, you maybe know. Maybe wait a little bit and see if this thing balloons. But well, if it, it balloons, it's it not going one. It's not going eight to one. Yeah. Um, but and he's also not going one if it balloons. No. Yeah. Uh, but I do think tomorrow I want to dive into some first round pick props because that's where I think it could get interesting. Maybe take a flyer on you know some interesting names that could pop into the first round. We mentioned Trevor Keels sitting mm-hmm. at plus 450. I wouldn't be stunned if Trevor Keels went 29th. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Um, you know, I watched him play all year. <laughs> Christian Brown, there's been movement on him, uh, the guard out of Kansas. Uh, he's now minus 105. Uh, Patrick Baldwin, his odds have dropped a little bit, plus 175. So I think that could be an interesting <clears throat> route to look. Um, you know, top 10, I, I think, you know, Usman Diang, we talked about him. I think he's got a possibility of going top 10. He's at plus 125 now. So we'll do a little more deeper dive tomorrow on the eve of the NBA draft. But Benedict Mathurian. Matherin. Matherin. He's good, man. He's going to be NBA Rookie of the Year next year. Yeah? Yeah. He's the kid that I, I think has a chance to be a superstar that no one really talks about a lot. He right now is minus 250 to go under six and a half. And there's some real buzz about him going to Detroit at five. I know Adrian. Wojnarowski, I like him a lot. Adrian Wojnarowski had him going number five to Detroit in his mock today. Uh, I think that's very possible. I think four, five, six is really interesting when you have Sacramento at four. Mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey reportedly doesn't want to go to want to go to Sacramento, but do they draft him? And is there a trade up possibility? Detroit sitting there at five. They take Jaden Ivey to pair with Caden Cunningham. Do they go with Matherin? I'm not a big four, Jayden five, Ivey and guy. six are going to be really, uh, really. He reminds me of that kid from uh, Kansas a couple years back. All athlete, couldn't really dribble, couldn't really shoot. That never ends up well for those undersized guys in the NBA. Well, we will see. We will do a lot more on the NBA draft tomorrow, getting you prepared for the NBA draft, and obviously getting you set and uh, keeping you updated on Game 4 of the Stanley Cup. Unfortunately for our friend Scott Seidenberg, who's coming up next. They tried. 
White Sox get it done. Not a not a good one for Scott. I'm sure he'll have more for you on the other side of that. Hey, uh, thanks to Mike Sando. Thanks to Jim Root. Thanks to Greg Wyshynski. Thanks to Patrick Everson for Sean King, the pride of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I'm Tim Murray. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare